Welcome back to the tape store, everyone. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. We were made in the 80s. And played in the 90s. And we are really sorry that, you know, usually we <laughs> usually we pre- we preview the what episode yeah. on Tuesday, right? Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday, Wednesday. And that didn't happen. At all. But we did show you our WandaVision stuff. Yeah, because that's the tough part. So we have a continuous schedule every Thursday, new episodes. At some point Thursday. <laughs> yeah. and But what I'm saying is, so the tough thing that I think it's hard to balance is we, and when we do a show, we, we like to have content from that show yeah, yes. On our social media. But the tough part is is when we, we want to post about something unrelated. Yeah, special to us. And we don't want to bombard. One, we don't have a lot of time. But two, we don't want to bombard your feeds with like all this stuff. Just our and random stuff. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. So we try to do things once a day at least. Yeah. Brooke's really good with that. You're the social media champion. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. in this Thanks. house. Uh, so, but but we, we were really behind this week. Yeah. It's hard. Because we have jobs. But and, you know what? We did this to have fun. Yeah, and we're having and fun. we are still having fun, and we will continue to yeah. do that. We just hope, you know, you guys haven't been too, you know, caught off guard or in the dark because <laughs> <laughs> you found out the day of the show. Um, what we're doing. What we're doing, which is... Although we got... I mean, you guys have kind of come out in droves with the, you know, liking the post and being excited about it. So uh, we're, we're, we're glad to <laughs> well, give you the show tonight. Everybody loves... I think this is our favorite lineup of Saved by the Bell, these yeah. six. Six of our favorite 90s teens. Everybody yeah. loves them. We're talking about Zach. Even if you love to hate them. Yeah, we're talking about Zach and Kelly and Slater and Jesse and Screech and Lisa. Yep. This is Saved by the Bell. So we're going back to Bayside this week for one of my personal favorite episodes. <laughs> it's called All in the Mall. <laughs> I-, I have a little bit of a story about this episode. Oh, good. The sun is really coming in hard. It is. We're Yeah, we're in like a... An atrium type room in our house. That's where we. That's where we record. It's like usually. a sun. What's called a solarium. Uh, yes. We whatever. had an episode on that. That's right. We did. Sunroom. Sunroom. Yeah. It's well. It's sunny. And the sun is blasting. <laughs> but I'm, it is I'm definitely in a great a place, sunroom, and yeah. you are not. <laughs> no, I'm getting hit like direct. <laughs> Do you want to move? I'm the only one. The sun is like just you. Right now. <laughs> I'm here for you. Yeah, just you. Anyway, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'll be okay. It's nice. Um. So yeah, I love all in the mall. Uh. Just a couple of quick tidbits about this episode, though. Uh, it aired initially on November 9th, 1991. Right. This is a this episode will be 30 years old this year. Crazy. Yeah. It, it was written by Scott Spencer Gordon and directed by Don Barnhart. And this is considered season three, episode 16. Now, on Amazon. Yeah, when I found it on Amazon Prime, it was it was in season five. Season five, whatever. So, yeah. but so ha- however you find it, guys, I I think the initial, I think the actual, Air, like the uh, airing or whatever. Yeah, designation is season three, episode sixteen. Yeah, but if you're but if you want to watch it on Amazon Prime, it is in season five. This episode is probably my most favorite. It shares that spot with uh, the Elvis statue episode. Yes. <laughs> Right, so I consider them both my favorite because this particular, these two, and this one we're talking about this week, were comfort shows for me particularly. So I had a very exaggerated, I don't want to say, I don't want to say it was a misplaced fear of thunderstorms, but (laughs) because sometimes thunderstorms can be tornadoes or hurricanes and they can be really terrifying and, and dangerous and, and, 
and fatal, you know. Right. But when I was young, I'd say this is probably about uh, 92 or 93, because you got to think, Say by the Bell, this initially, this episode initially aired in 91, but Say by the Bell went into syndication. Right. And the reruns were shown. I mean, again, uh, I, I talked about this, uh, two hours, Monday through Friday, from 5 to 6 on TBS and from 6 to 7 on WGN. All right. Channel 13 from 5 to 6 and then 6 to 7, Channel 12, and I was there for it every day. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure um, these two episodes must have came on one right after the other, either on TBS or WGN. Right. Because I taped them. Aww. I just taped them because... Yeah, I, like, I, as we did back yeah, in the day when you, you know, liked something. When, when you liked something, you taped it. Mm-hmm. On your VCR, you hit record. Yep, right? I had a whole tape full of Doug episodes. Yeah, it was great. And you had such an appreciation for those shows and appreciation for those things because you never know when they were going to come on. Now everything is on demand. And look, right. we enjoy that to a degree, but there was something about like, oh my gosh, I love this one. It's on. Well, and we've talked about it before, but it's, it's just the... And I talked about it with my students, actually, because we were talking about phones and, and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. I was like, guys, you know, there, there was a... There was a um, a heightened sense of urgency to be part of the moment because if you missed yes. the moment, there was no recalling the moment. No. So, and that's that makes that makes experiences priceless. It does, and we we don't experience that as much now because we can just you know check our stories or check our feed or right. if, if I missed it on Twitter, I'll find it on Facebook. You know, there's all kinds and, of yeah. avenues, and and there's not that um, urgency to not miss the moment and. There's got to be ways to recreate that, and that's part of why this show is here because we like to yeah. relive it and remember. Oh man, I you know I had to I be there. So. You know, I think great. that's a, it's exactly why we miss that stuff, and that's Absolutely. why that's exactly why we have. this. We didn't know it was so precious at the time because it was all we knew. And that's why the people who listen to the show listen to it. I think they they miss that magic too. They experienced it. Absolutely. And it's not that there's no. It's all downsides to the technology no. and things, but we lost some stuff. You know, we did. you know, as as new technology arrived and stuff, and so I had taped the Elvis statue episode, and then all in the mall came on the mall episode, right? And they they were one after the other, so I had them both on tape, and we just had a really bad like in ninety two or ninety three, uh, we had a really bad string of thunderstorms, mm-hmm. just a really bad storm season, and I remember one particular evening. We had a tornado warning, so we have to talk about that. What is a tornado watch versus a tornado warning? Right, right, right. right. A tornado watch is when conditions are um, conditions are where a tornado could form. Right. So the conditions are there. Yeah, conditions you, are perfect. Yeah, you could say that it, it could happen. <laughs> yeah. The con- this yeah. is the kind of weather that a tornado might come out of. Right. A tornado warning, however, is when a tornado has been sighted. Yeah. It has formed. It is there. It is happening. Yeah. It's somewhere. And you need to take shelter. You need to take cover. Right. And anyone who lives in, you know, Tornado Alley uh, knows that if it can, it can just kind of appear anywhere. Right. If you've seen one, it can just jump kind of anywhere. Right. So you got to, you really got to be careful. So, you know, obviously tornado watches are much more common, but um, the tornado warning, I only have been in a few. Yeah. And when I was a kid, we were in one. And the weather was really bad, and then mom turned on the news, and it said, you know, where we lived, the county we lived in, mm-hmm. was under a tornado warning, and we needed to take shelter. And I just busted out crying. Aww. I think I was like 11 or 12. And uh, my sister was there, and she started crying, and my mom was like, it's going to be all right, it's going to be all right, you know. We just got to, you know, just get in the hallway, let's shut the doors. No tornado came. 
not to your area. Not to our area. It was it was it was somewhere nearby, but it didn't come like to our house uh, anywhere in in our immediate vicinity. But that was a really scary experience, and I never forgot about it. So any time after that, there was a tornado watch. I was always like afraid it was going to become that tornado warning, yes, and then right. the tornado, and then it was going. So any time the weather got bad, whether it was a severe thunderstorm, whether it was a tornado watch, whatever, I would put these episodes on. Aww. I'd put this tape in and watch it. Comfort show. And I'd watch it over and over and over and over. And what it would do is I would I would I would sit and watch them and I would, you know, get into the story and, you know, they made me laugh, they made me happy. And by the time I'd watched them a few times, the bad weather had passed. Yeah. Right? So that's why All in the Mall is particularly special to me. And it is a really good episode. It is. It's really funny. It's a really good episode. It's really funny. And it's really kind of exciting, especially if you've never seen it, you yeah. know. But even I could watch it over and over and over. But the reason why, again, is because it brought a lot of comfort to me as a kid. So I, I had to tell that story. Yes, you of know? course. And you yeah. also learned some things, like the difference between a tornado watch. Yes, it was and educational. A warning. And we got a few other things that uh, we, you know we're going to learn in this episode. So, <laughs> all right. So let's go into the story. Are we ready? Yep. The actual episode, all in the mall. Here we go. We open. With a long line in a California mall, because we know that Saved by the Bell is based in California. The gang walks in, you know, and they're immediately dismayed. And when I mean the gang, I mean it's Zach, Slater, Screech, Lisa, and Kelly. And Brooke notices fairly early, and it it may, I'd forgotten. I, I hadn't mm-hmm. seen this episode in quite some time, but Brooke goes, where's Jesse? Yeah. That's a very good question. So we had to stop everything. And, yeah, and, we had and, to find out where Jesse was. And do some amateur research. We found that although Elizabeth Berkeley is credited in this episode, she does not appear. I don't know if this is 100% the truth. Right, right. But I was able to find a discussion post where someone had written that Elizabeth Berkeley apparently had been written out of a few episodes because she had a knee injury. Mm-hmm. And apparently this was one of the episodes she was written out of, and that's unfortunate. I yeah, I she liked would have to, added. You know, I, I I would love to see what she would have added to this episode. I would have loved to have seen Jesse in All in the Mall. It would have been, <laughs> yeah. So she is not in this episode. Of course, Mister Belding is not in this episode either. Which is, uh, it's not. Uh, that's not really. Surprising. It makes sense though, because I mean, he's on, he he only needs to be in the school when they have their antics outside right. of school. I mean, I never often saw my principal anywhere but the school. So. Well. <laughs> There was when they went to Hawaii. Right, but I mean, say generally. By the, say by the Bell Hawaiian style, Mr. Belding happened to be in Hawaii <laughs> as well, which was nuts, but back to the story. Lisa is wearing a fabulous lime green suit. We have to talk about that just for a second. You know, She looks amazing. She's the best dressed. And seriously, she does look great. I yeah, mean, yeah. It, she could wear that now and it'd be great. You yeah, know? she has like little like kind of like Bermuda shorts with it. Like it's right. so cute. She laments that they will never get tickets to the U2 concert. So that's our conflict. Right. So they showed up to the mall to get tickets to the U2 concert, and they cannot, you know, you know, when you show up to something, there's a huge line, you're like, oh, God. Oh, they're going to sell Web- out. You yeah, know? either something's going to sell out or you're never going to get there. It's going to take forever, you know. And U2, of course, is still popular. Yeah. I mean, they've been popular for decades, but in the 90s, yeah, they were, that they're, was... Their heyday. Oh, gosh, that was like, you know, With or Without You, Mysterious Ways, Pride, you know, all of their yeah. huge songs, you know. We all know you too. It seems like they won't get the tickets, right? But <laughs> Zach, you know, 
for better or for worse, always has a plan right. in place. Screech has spent the night in the mall. <laughs> I mean, you would think after years of, of seeing what happens when you put Screech on the case. In a very important situation. In a very important, like, make or break situation. You think Zach would learn what would happen. Our most recent Back to Bayside was... Yeah. A lot about Screech. It was uh, Screech's spaghetti sauce. And we talk <laughs> uh, yeah. a little, you know, because I don't want to completely disparage Screech. No, of course not. Because he's a brilliant kid. Right. When it comes common to. Common sense. It, when it comes to common sense, he often falls short. Right. And ultimately, Zach is too lazy to actually do the work. Right. Which it really, Zach should have just spent the night. And, uh, yeah. But he is a typical man in charge and wants peons to do his bidding a it, little bit. He has a vested interest in his plans coming to fruition. Yes. The problem is that Zach also is dealing with his ego, and it's, right. well, I'm not going to get my hands dirty. Right. Yep. So, you know, it, it's... it's But it always ends up falling flat because of that. <laughs> right. So Screech has slept all night in the mall, on the floor, uh, in front of the ticket booth, with the money for the tickets in his slipper, but he does save the first place in line. Right. And his, and what he's going to do is, you know, he's going to get five tickets for the whole group. Yeah, it seems successful so far. Yeah, everyone is delighted. Even Lisa shows genuine gratitude to Screech, which is a rarity. Right, it is. Know. It is. Screech is in this seemingly foolproof situation. It yeah. seems to be in the back. He's good. The gang then splits up, you know, since Screech has got it. Yeah, he's got money in his slippers. He's good. Yeah, they're going to split up and shop for a little while and plans to meet back in an hour. Slater and Zach head to a video store. While Lisa and Kelly go to the Hot Feet Boutique. That sounds awful, actually. Right, it's a shoe store. Hot Feet. The Hot Feet Boutique is a shoe store in the mall. <laughs> That's where Lisa and Kelly go. And it's important to talk about the Hot Feet Boutique because it plays a pretty big part it does, it does. in the story. Uh, as soon as they leave, the ticket counter opens. Screech immediately asks for five tickets as close to the stage as possible. Screech isn't... The only one that causes this problem here. If someone asked me, if I was working the ticket counter for a concert, and someone said, I want five tickets as close to the stage as possible, I would assume they want to be on the floor, like, right in front of the stage. Right, right. Because Screech even said, and when I say close, I mean I want to see nose hairs. So I'm thinking he wants to be, that's what Screech says. Yeah, yeah, so I'm yeah. thinking he wants to be on the floor. Which, if you're looking at the way a, a an arena yeah. is set up, they use classic terms for these areas right because i mean it's, it's the terms that people used you know in opera days right. you know so they call the floor orchestra orchestra and they call the the first kind of level above the floor mezzanine mezzanine yeah and we, we you know we've all all of us have been to concerts we know you yeah. know we 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 know this right. arrangement there's mezzanine there's orchestra there's also there's the balcony yep and depending on what kind of show depending yeah what, on what what kind of performance you're watching yeah depending on what kind of performance you're watching orchestra can be better but sometimes mezzanine can be better so, when Screech asks for five tickets, the ticket guy says, do you want mezzanine or orchestra? He should have assumed, if Screech says, I want as close as possible to the stage, that he would have, he would have wanted orchestra. Or just exercise his customer service and be like, let me explain. Because right. he obviously didn't understand. No, I wouldn't have known. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I've since done research about an hour ago. Right. Hey. But if someone would have said mezzanine or orchestra, I would have been like, well, can you show me a chart or something? Like, show <laughs> right. me what that looks like. If I said I wanted to see nose hairs, then I, as the ticket guy, you know, gonna, okay, probably orchestra. I, I would have said, okay, we probably want orchestra. You want to be on the floor. You want to look right up and see you know, the yeah. band right in front of you. But he does give Screech a choice. Do you want mezzanine or orchestra, which means orchestra the floor, or mezzanine the, the first kind of um, a, a raised level above? Right. And Screech is stumped. And Screech does what 
only Screech would do. Something completely unreasonable, ridiculous, and not attached to any form of common sense. He turns to the man behind him in line and asks him to hold his place in line so he can go ask Zack what he should do. He leaves the line. Screech finds Zack and Slater ogling at a female mannequin in a bridal shop window and being very insulting. Yes. Slater and Zack are ogling at this mannequin and they are talking about how, oh, she's the perfect woman. And Slater goes, yeah, nice figure, doesn't talk back. And I'm like, you guys are terrible. <laughs> Literally terrible. <laughs> um, Screech shows up and asks Zack if he wants mezzanine or orchestra tickets. Still oblivious to what he's done by leaving the line, Zack is enraged. But Screech assures Zack, don't worry, I had someone behind me save my place. And then that guy yes. walks by. Yep. He's no longer in line. He's got you two yeah, tickets. Yeah, he's got tickets. He's good. And we find that he doesn't speak English. He's, right. He was speaking Spanish. So, so either way, that message got lost literally in translation. Yeah, so apparently he, he did not even understand what Screech no. was saying. But he got his U2 tickets and he was happy and on his way. So Screech has officially blown it. They have lost their place in line. All that was for naught. Screech totally dropped the ball. Zack berates Screech and tells him to get back in line. And then Zack and Slater go and meet up with Kelly. But Lisa's not there. And this is where the Hot Feet Boutique play uh, comes into play, why it's important. The manager of the Hot Feet Boutique is a guy named Eddie. And he has the hots for Lisa. Of course. Yeah. And that is why Kelly is alone, because Lisa was still in the store, you know, flirting with the salesman. I guess they were, you yeah. know. The guys break the news to Kelly about Screech's debacle with the tickets. And then Lisa arrives, having bought some shoes. She has a bag of shoes. She said she bought three pairs. And before they let Lisa in on what happened, she finds a strange black shopping bag on one of the benches. There's like these two benches, and yeah. Kelly's sitting on one, Zach and Slater are sitting on one. Screech is still in line. He's been sent back to the line. And Lisa sits down and finds this this little black shopping bag. Yeah. The gang is shocked when Lisa pulls out a massive stack of cash from the bag, totaled at $5,000. <laughs> I mean, immediately, they get, they get up, they're like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. You know? Zach wants the money. Of course. Kelly, always, ever, the moral compass of the group, suggests that they find the owner of the bag. Yeah. Because Kelly is the heart of the group. Yeah. She's she, like, what if this is somebody's stuff, you know? Right. She wants to do the right thing. And Kelly's always been that kind of person. Even when Kelly's made mistakes, she's always been honest about it. Yeah. Lisa wants the money for herself. Zach wants the money. Slater and Zach both kind of start arguing with Lisa about who's going to get the money. Kelly eventually jumps in. Yeah. You know, she's not perfect. She jumps in and says, well, wait, you guys wouldn't have found the money if I hadn't sat at this bench, you know. Yeah. Um, they all start fighting. Zach eventually gets the group under control and puts forth another plan. Here we go. They should return the money. Okay. Good. Sounds good so far. But first, as Zach says, we need to put the money to work for us. As in, use that money to make money for themselves. His plan is to scalp tickets for the U2 concert. Okay. Ticket scalping is essentially you buy a ton of tickets right. and then turn around and resell the tickets for higher than what you bought them for. So you're making a profit. Right. So Zach's like, we'll use the $5,000 to buy a ton of U2 tickets. We'll turn around and resell the tickets for a profit. We'll return the 5000 and then keep what we made off of scalping the tickets. Yeah, he's find a way to still somehow keep that money. Right. In a way. So it's like, hey, we can be honest, but, you know, in fact... uh. Zach calls it a, a, a short-term loan with a great interest rate. Uh. The gang agrees, and then they go to retrieve Screech. 
As soon as they leave, though, two strange men approach the benches where the money was found. They're dressed like loan sharks slash, <laughs> you know, low-level mobsters mm-hmm. from some movie. It's like a it's like a, a grease Happy Days like yeah. weird like the Fonz looking outfit. Yeah, they they they're wearing leather jackets and their hair's combed back. They've got and, the they've got the you know they got the New York accent. Yeah, like, they got the stock as Brooke calls it the stock gangster city accents. <laughs> like, it's definitely standard, not real Nor- New York accents. Right. Just and their names are Frankie and Louie. I was I was hoping I was hoping for a Vinny. To yeah, be honest. All right. They notice the money is gone. He goes, the money's gone. He goes, must be those kids, you know? Yeah. So they go and... And They uh, scamper off. They scamper off in the direction that, (laughs) you know, Zach and them went. So we have a problem. The gang finds Screech and fill him in on finding the money and then begin a series of antics to distract people in front of Screech so they can advance him in the line so he can get up there and get the remaining tickets or, you know, whatever tickets are left. The plan is working until they get to this old granny who, quote, never misses a U2 concert. I know. I was like, yes, this granny. Lady, this lady <laughs> looks like well into her 70s. And, uh, and she is like, yes, I have every right to be here. Thank right. you very much. They have to bribe her with $200 to get her out of the line. And then the unthinkable happens. As soon as Screech gets up to the ticket window, <laughs> the counter closes. A sign is put up on the window. Sold out. And then Screech makes this goofy, like, oop face. Yeah, and, oop, <laughs> we and, had to re- out. We had to rewind that. It was, his reaction was really. I just funny. I don't know why it it was a reaction that took me off guard, but it was just cute. Well, because Dustin Diamond, his portrayal of Screech was really physical. Oh, and he was such a he was a brilliant physical comedian. Right, he was really good with that. And so, even so young, like to be so turns, young and yeah. so good at it. So we go to the food court. The gang is sitting dejected. Kelly tries approaching a mall security guard to say that they had found the money because she's like, you know what. Let's just, we didn't get the concert. Right. And obviously it's bothering her that they found all this money. She's like, let's just, you know, do the right thing and go home. Yeah. She's silenced by Zach and Slater, who still want to see what they can do with this money. They're not ready to part with this money. New life is breathed into everyone, though, because (laughs) an announcement is made over the speakers in the mall. A second U2 concert is being held. Oh, my gosh. Now, they could just, listen, here's the thing. They have a second shot at the concert. So it's essentially a reset button has been pushed. Right. They had money for the tickets before they even found the $5,000. Yeah. They could return the money and use their own money to get tickets. Everything could go back to normal. They could cut their losses. But Zach sees this as a second chance to make a profit off the lost money. Good Lord. Right. Zach. I know. Quit while you're ahead. And you're not even ahead. Yeah. You're just like, you know, you have an opportunity just to have things go back to normal. Zach, refusing to repeat his mistake by having Screech get the tickets, decides that the whole group will stay the night at the mall so they can be first in line the next morning for the second concert. Right? Right. But they have an evening to kill. So Zach decides to give everyone in the group $200 of the lost money, what they call an advanced. (laughs) uh, Excuse me, an advance, not an advanced. (laughs) An advance. Yeah. From their planned profits so they can kill some time in the mall until they figure out how they're going to stay the night. As Zach is passing out the money, each person gets $200. Kelly notices Frankie and Louie staring at them. Mm-hmm. So she's like, guys, someone, these guys are staring at us. They're staring at us. All right. Zach decides that the group needs to split up. So they can't all be followed, and they decide to meet at the mall's movie theater at 6 p.m. Right. So we're going to split up. We'll meet, back at the, we'll meet at the movie theater at 6 p.m. for a movie. This will surely go off of that hitch. Right. They hide the money. They take the remaining money out. 
and they put it in one of Lisa's shoe boxes. She had she had right, some shoes. Right, yes. So they just take one of her shoe boxes, they put the money in there. Screech creates a diversion by acting like a monkey or a chimpanzee or something. It it, it does yeah. work because it distracts Frankie and Louie and the, <laughs> and the, the group's able to escape. Um, but they do catch up with Lisa and Kelly at the Hot Feet Boutique. We see Eddie. We actually see him. You know, he's putting the moves on Lisa. And Frankie and Louie are able to catch up with them. Right. So, you know, the group splits up, but they decide to go after Lisa and Kelly. As soon as they go in, they get into the, the shoe store, Lisa and Kelly quickly escape. They just, like, jump yeah. up. They, <laughs> they, like, grab their stuff, and they run out. And they meet the guys at the movie theater, and they're clearly freaked out. Yeah. Zach and Slater are like, you know, you guys are, you know, you guys are just paranoid. You know, let it go. These right. guys, there, there's nobody really after us. We're fine. You know, so they decide to watch this movie, which is like this sappy love story. I guess so. It, and, and and apparently Slater has seen it a bunch of times. Yeah. He knows all the lines. Yeah. Zach and Slater are like quoting it, making fun of it and all this stuff. Yeah. And, and, and it's angering Kelly and Lisa. And eventually they're all arguing in like they're, they're, they're using their full voice. They're full like outside voices. Yes. <laughs> You know, like, disrupting the movie theater. And no one else seems to be bothered. No, they're just sitting watching the movie. And right. Like, it's fine. This always happens. This is part of it. It gets real when Frankie and Louie walk in. Yeah. And the guys realize that the girls were right. Yeah. They are being followed. One at a time, they escape the movie theater. Frankie and Louie leave in pursuit. So, what to do? They go back to the food court. Apparently, they were able to lose them because they get back to the food court. They start talking. Yeah. Frank and Louie don't show up. I guess they were able to, you know, shake them somehow. Yeah, for now at least. But Zach reveals his plan about how they're going to stay overnight. They're gonna they're gonna sleep in a tent in in this sporting goods store. <laughs> right. That's across from the food court. He's like, we're camping out. <laughs> All right. So Zach goes in and distracts the sporting goods sales uh, sporting goods salesman, uh, posing as a football team manager who uh-huh. who, wa- who wants to see some footballs. And, and he kind of looks like that, right? Honestly. Like it's a it's a plausible. He, he looks like he could be a team manager, yeah. Like, like the guy who's helped, certainly not a coach or a player, right? No, Zach would but be. But he's like, got that, you know, that look, right? So Zach, so as he's getting the salesman to turn around and look at the football, he's he's sneaking the group in. Yeah. He then asks if he has any in the back, any more footballs in the back. The guy goes to the back, then Zach gets in the tent. And Frank and Louie show up, but before they're able to get into the store, the salesman closes the sporting goods store. So he's able to keep Frank and Louie out, and unknowingly, for for all the salesman knows, you know, Zach's gone. Yeah, right. He just left. But he, unbeknownst to the salesman, he protected the gang from Frank and Louie, and they are in the tent. And that all goes without a hitch. They are able to get up the next morning, and once again... For the second day in a row, yep. they're able to secure the first place in line at, at the U2 concert. Zach requests the maximum tickets uh, for each person. So apparently there was a max number. He goes, I want the maximum number of 10 tickets apiece. That's 50 tickets. It costs $3,000. But when Lisa reaches into the shoebox yeah. where they hid the money, it's gone. Oh, boy. They go back to the food court. This is like where they're going to regroup, I guess. You know? <laughs> this is like home base. Right, exactly. Back at the food court. It, I mean, re- the food court really is home base, though. We would always no, be it's like, true. let's be the food court. Like, it, it's you know? true, yeah. <laughs> like, you're right. It's, it's fair. <laughs> back at the food court, Zach surmises that Lisa and Kelly had switched the shoebox with the money with some other one as they were rushing out when, Frank oh, and, when Frankie and Louie yeah. came the first time. Right. You know? So they go back to the shoe store. And this time, they ransack it. It looks like they're robbing it. 
And the only reason why it's okay is because Eddie has the hots for Lisa. Right. He's like, it's fine, whatever. Yeah, the guy that runs the shoe store is okay. So he's like, yeah, sure, destroy my store, no problem. I'm, yeah. I'm fine to clean it Maybe up. he'll get a date w- right. with Lisa. Who knows? Probably not. They destroy the shoe store, but they do find the money. Yep. And as soon as they find it, Frankie and Louie walk in, and they're able to escape again just in the nick of time. Yep. This time they hide in the bridal shop. Which is where it's my favorite. <laughs> where Zach and Slater yeah. were hitting on the mannequin earlier in the episode. <laughs> this time that that they, they, I mean, honestly, I figured it would take thirty minutes for them just to dress up to take yeah, the clothes off the mannequins, probably did, and put them on. And in between posing as the mannequins, as people walk by, they're fighting amongst themselves once again, finding someone to blame for their right. predicament. Well, everything they've tried has failed. Right. They finally decide to go with Kelly's initial plan. They go to the mall security guard, who had been appearing throughout the episode, and tell them about everything that happened. Right. And then Frankie and Louie once again interrupt what's going on. Yep. It gets crazier when the mall security guard says that he's with Frank and Louie. Frankie and Louie. Yeah. So they're freaked out. They're like, what is actually what, happening? Right. You know? What have we walked into? Frankie and Louie ask for the money, and terrified, the group gives it over. Then a bombshell. Frankie and Louie reveal that the gang was the subject of a hidden camera TV show. Of course. You're on Candid Video. And here comes out of the woodwork. The crew. This camera crew. And apparently it was this television show. And it makes sense. Like be- Candid Camera. Right. It was right around this time that, yeah. ca- that Candid Camera was big. So Candid Video obviously was a fictional show for Stay by the Bell. Right. But Candid Camera was a real show where this kind of stuff would happen. They would put people in predicaments and yeah. film them the whole time. So basically, from beginning to end, from finding the, the money was a plant, yeah, everything they had went through was all just, you know, all for the sake of, of entertainment for a TV show. Exactly. Frank and Louie are like these nice guys. They're like, hey, yeah, we've been doing this, you know, we've been doing the <laughs> yeah. whole thing, yeah, from the, you know. But right. good entertainment. Lisa was upset. She had been wearing the same outfit for two days. Oh, my you Lord. know, the whole thing. As a prize for being on the show, though, for all their trouble, they are awarded five front row tickets to, can you guess? The U2 concert. Zach grabs the tickets and says, and asks the group, do you know how much money we could get for these? The group slapped Collectively. They slap the tickets out of his hand and scream, no. Yes. And then we have... (laughs) Yeah, we have the the fanfare, the guitar fanfare. and Or the, the, the electronic keyboard fanfare. And that ends the show. So it was a heck of a ride. So fun. Yeah, it really was. Like, it's just a fun, like, capery episode. Yeah, and, and that's I really, love. I love when they have capers. Yeah, because <laughs> there was no slow parts. There was no, no you know, parts where things stopped and kind of like you know, yet if we didn't have, we we didn't we weren't dealing with any emotional issue. No, it was just fun run around like adventure episode. Right, and everybody's and, 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 and there's a lot of fun jabs at each other that the that the the characters make. Like, yeah, you know. All five of them, you know, jab each other with different yeah. things, you know, and all five of them kind of show their best and worst. Yeah. You know, it, it it really was a good episode. And I see why it was a comfort episode. Yeah. Because it's just, it keeps, there's no trouble. Well, no. I, mean, I mean, yes, there's trouble. But like, it, you look, we know it's all going to work out in the end for our guys. You right, know what we I mean? do. So, but, but this was one that just, it kept moving at, at like the same pace. Yeah. It, it really is, it's not a slow burn. When I think about, like, you know, the episode, the fight. Yes. You know, it's it was a build. We're building, we're building, we're building, we're building, we're building, we're building, and then they got in a fight, right. and then there's the aftermath and all that. This just 
was one fun thing after another, one yeah. fun thing after another. And then they had this money to play around with. Yeah. And you got to think, you know, being a teenager. And Teens having, with money. Well, if you're a teenager and you have 20 bucks, I mean, golly. I mean, I remember when I was like a teenager and I oh, got, yeah. when I had $50, I was like, oh The my world God. was my oyster, man. Right. But imagine <laughs> having 200 you know. So it was just fun to see what they were doing and, you know, and imagine being in that position. And Yeah. And just, you know, honestly, I just miss things being set in the mall. Right. Like, because the mall was like, it was like the place of dreams. Like, where do you want to go? Let's go Let's go walk around the mall. Right. Let's just see what happens, man. Yeah, I know. And something would always happen. Yeah. It was great. The mall, for some reason, had this air of excitement. Like it did. The fountains. And... I remember my baby like, Mom, can we go to the mall? Right. Like, I knew I wasn't going to buy nothing, but right. I was like, but I'm going to go. But the times you could walk out with something, it was cool. Yeah. The times you could get you something. You go to Kirkland's and look at all. My, that was where my mom was like, we, it's fine. We can go to Kirkland's, though. I'd be like, Mom. Right. Kirkland's is like. The 90s Hobby Lobby. Right. And so that was always the bargaining chip. But then, you know, we get to go to, you know, all the 579 and Limited 2. Yeah, I remember. All uh, the 90s stores we forgot about. Yeah, for me, it was Walden Books, KB KB Toys. KB Toys. I mean, yeah, that's where you go and window shop for Christmas, right? It was And uh, uh, what's what's it? Um, Like Spencer's and um, what was the other one? With all the techie stuff. Spencer's, yeah. My mom never liked me going into Spencer's. Mine because, didn't either. Well, because they did have areas of the store yeah. which were not appropriate for kids. Yeah. I obviously. always wanted to go into Hot Topic, but to be fair, Hot Topic now versus Hot Topic in the nineties, yeah, it, it's a different. It literally looked like the gates of hell a little bit. <laughs> the way that they, you know, and mom yeah, was well, like, "Don't go in there." And I was now, like, but mom, they've got Tim Burton. It now, was just yeah, not well, good. now they've really embraced uh, popular culture, and you can find like really great merch for movies and TV shows. Oh, there, absolutely. Too, so, yeah, so. Absolutely. Yeah, well, um, well, look, uh, that wraps up this episode, I think. So this was a good one. Yeah. I, I, I really was excited when we decided to do this. So we hope you guys enjoyed it. And we will, of course, be back next week. You know, but oh, of bef- course. Before we go, uh, let's give our usual rundown of our social media. And we just appreciate you guys. You're why we do it. Yes, just you know, absolutely. we 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 enjoy talking about this. I mean, yeah. we love talking about it when nobody was. We'd listening. be talking about it without microphones. No, we would absolutely. <laughs> but you guys make it so much better. So thank you for your time. Yes. Thank you for listening. We are most active on Instagram. If you uh, have Instagram, please give us a follow um, at the Tape Store. We're also on TikTok by the same name. If you're on Twitter, we're the Tape Store Pod. And if you'd like to shoot us an email, we'd certainly love to hear from you. The Tape Store Podcast at gmail dot com. If you have a moment, leave us a rating. That always means a lot, and that's all I want to say about that. <laughs> so it's been fun going back to Bayside, and we are really excited about next week. I do want to say. Okay, I was I was going to ask if you were going to say anything. Yes, that. yes, yes. I want to say I'm excited about next week because it's the last week in April, and May is going to be a special month because. It's, al- it's always a special month. It's always a special month, and we're going to talk about that soon. <laughs> May is a special month, but the last week of April, we decided we want that where the listeners choose what we talk about. What we talk about. So, so. be on the look, especially on Instagram, because again, you know, that's kind of where we do our business. Yeah. So um, if you're yes. on Instagram, be checking our stories and our posts, because we're going to start putting some uh, after, you know, after this week's kind of uh, run of stuff, we are going to post some polls and some, you know, questions about, hey, yeah. you know, what would you like to hear from us? And we'll do our best to choose one of the... Th- Awesome things that you guys yeah. suggest because you guys are full of amazing suggestions all the time. Yeah, so be on the lookout for that. Yep. We will see you next week for more great 80s and 90s nostalgia on the Tape Store Podcast. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.